Well, Talking Point continues, and uh, just a reminder that, uh, let me give you a rundown on the discussions that will be taking place this evening. Now, remember, lines are always open, sometimes easier to use the SMS line to get it through to me. Uh, sometimes my time that I have with the guest is very short, so I can't take phone calls, uh, but SMS is certainly, we can squeeze them in. So that number is 47913. Four seven nine one three, and then obviously, if you do want to phone in, leave a message, or you want to participate, uh, Abid Muhammad, who's the sound engineer, will confer with me. We'll check, particularly on the issue that we are going to be covering now. So the number zero two one double four two three five three zero. Uh, We're going to be focusing on, you know, when it comes to the fishing season. Now, you know that I did the angling slot um, for quite a while, and I'm very passionate about it, and I have a lot of interaction with, uh, I'm talking clubs, angling clubs, guys who adhere to all the rules and regulations, so we normally drum that into those who think they want to buy a fishing rod and, you know, also take up the sport. But there's also something else known as delicacies here in Cape Town, and there's one that it can be crayf- okay? crayfish and then also abalone now at the moment there seems to be a little confusion although I've read up on it on the permits you've got to have the times the days that you can now I'm talking recreational here yeah? that's like you and me going there we're not talking big business here and uh, again now there was a case very recently I listened to this and I listened to others in fact a caller called in here to the voice of the Cape I think his name was Ashley and he was uh, attended a seafood and crayfish festival in Paternoster. I listened to him on another radio station as well. Also a man that was very incensed on what happened to him. Now he said that local fishermen were openly selling crayfish and so they decided to buy some to take some home and prepare it. But they on their way over they, they ended up in a roadblock and the vehicles were searched and obviously they were found with it. Either they were undersized or they had too many. Whatever the case might have been but he, he, I remember the figure he mentioned was that he got a fine of two and a half thousand rand. Now he was incensed. Why were the guys not there? Law enforcement not there? Were the guys and arresting those who were selling it? Uh, I then thought to myself, this is my personal view, okay? Uh, I might be familiar with all the rules and regulations that there are, but I should know not to buy from anybody, especially when it comes to crayfish and that, knowing I think most of us know that there are limits to it and you've got to have permits, etc., etc. So, But as I say, that others might have a different view to, you know, the way I'm looking at it. Well, I have Lionel Ardendorf joining us this evening, Director of Communication Services, uh, that's for the Fisheries Division in the Department of Agriculture, Forestry and Fisheries. Lionel, a very good evening. Thanks for joining me on Voice of the Cape. It's nice um, being with you, Jamil. Thank oh, you so much for the invitation. Only my pleasure. Uh, and, and uh, you know, this evening I wanted to clear up, uh, like, uh, there could be those not knowingly get themselves into trouble and ending up with fines. When we, and I want to focus just, um, I've been told we are going to be talking about who can fish, but I want to focus on crayfish and abalone specifically. Uh, um I'm sure you need permits uh, let's, for, for recre- recreational purposes. You know, I'm gonna, I want to take some out for my family. What are the rules? What are the regulations around it, Lionel? Jamil, um, thank you very, very much for this opportunity to um, re-emphasize some of the messages that are already um, known in the hearts and minds of many fishers and many consumers. One is that you cannot take out any resource from the water 
Um, here we're talking about seawaters without a permit. You cannot. Um, if you want to have access to our waters, you need a permit to do so. And two, you need to stick to your permit conditions. And on, your, on the recreational permit for rock lobster, for instance, it states very clearly that you cannot sell, you cannot barter, you cannot exchange your rock lobster um, for money or for anything. You can only consume your own rock lobster. Then the third thing that we need to um, uh, remember is that no rock lobster or abalone can be bought from someone on the street. You cannot, no one has a permit, no person on the street has a permit to sell rock lobster to members of the public. And the fourth very, very important one is because our fisheries is, are regulated, it must insist on seeing, the consumers must insist on seeing the seller's permit conditions to um, check if that person can sell. And the, and the second thing that they must do is they must insist then on a receipt. If you do not have a receipt with you and you bought um, rock lobster, then um, the police or our officials can confiscate your um, purchase and they can also um, give you a fine that is now up to 500 per rock lobster. So if someone has been fined for 2,500, you can be certain that he probably had five rock lobsters on him without a permit or with even, out, well, even without a permit to transport it. Beautiful. Lionel, I want to clear up because I know this this time around um, you've got permits uh, that allows you to take out. I'm going to ask you how many, what are we looking at, sizes, can it be in berry or must it not be in berry? But I believe it's been spread over certain days, over, over, over certain periods. Share that with us, Lionel. Yes. Uh, every year at the start of November, the Department of Agriculture, Forestry and Fisheries announces the rock lobster season. It's usually um, it, it's usually 27 days or um, less than 30 days. But this year, because of some restrictions and because of of the fact that the resource is not as abundant um, this season around as it was in others, the department has decided to limit the number of days to 21 days. Then there's the weekend, the first weekend, usually in um, in November, um, the middle of November. Then there's the 16th of December. Then it is from the 20th, um, uh, 20th until the 2nd of January, I think. And then the last period is during the Easter weekend. The department thought about this very, very carefully. And many, many people, are, um, especially those on the coast, are very upset about the date for their own reasons. But the department um, understands very well that the resources in the water do not belong only to those who are staying around the coast, but that the resources in the sea belong to all South Africans. And so we also need to think of those holiday makers who are coming from inland provinces, especially to the coast, to have access then to the resources. And they're actually very, very happy about it because this then helps um, the small traditional fishing towns um, in their tourism efforts so that um, these people then come to these areas for tourism purpose and then also to get their rock lobster. And so we have to weigh up all of these. I must emphasize also that we, the, the, the rock lobster stock is currently only at 2.4 fishable stock, 2.4% fishable stock. That means the rock lobster is very, very low. And we call on all South Africans, on all people um, who consume it and who also have recreational um, uh, permits to assist us in our efforts to grow the stock to 35% that we want to buy 2021. 20, uh, 
Beautiful. Lionel, I do know, I I listened uh, very recently at a a lengthy discussion with a guy that is a recreational guy, but very, very conscious on, uh, you know, preservation. And he said to me, it is a fact. It's a proven fact. He's proven it for himself that the depth that you have to go down for the rock lobster is very much deeper than what it used to be in the past. And and there's only one reason for it, you know, and it's, as I said, um, We'll be fearing it could be depleted. So I took his word because I know he's, he's very... Uh, Lionel, now, the permits itself, like like for the anglers, can, is it also available from the post office? Where do you get the permits? You get the, post, the permits from um, the post office, and you pay then um, 94 rand for a permit. It's a um, 7 rand application fee and 87 rand for a permit fee. And then you can only fish your rock lobster from 8 o'clock in the morning until 4 o'clock um, during the day. And the bag limit is 4 per person. And it should not be the, the, the size of the rock lobster's carapace or the um, shell of the rock lobster, the, um, the shell on the back of the rock lobster, should not be less than 80 millimeters. Um, so it's very, very... Um, I tried over the weekend, we had an exhibition um, on a co- in a coastal town and I try to explain to people that if you have a, a big hand or medium-sized hand, I think I have a medium-sized hand, but if you have your four fingers um, next to each other, that would probably be around um, 80 millimeters. So people must be very careful that the rock lobster, the carapace size of the rock lobster is bigger than 80 millimeters. And they must make sure of it because if it is smaller than that, then they must throw it back into the water. And then we also... Um, then it is also imperative that people must know that no person catching rock lobster with a creational permit may sell his catch. Um, and um, when he catches his, um, or those who with a permit then who catches it, um, must then keep it in a whole state. So it's, we do not allow you to break the tails off and then transport only the tails. That is also an offense. And um, those with a permit must, um, as I said, must catch collect and transport it in um, its whole state. Mm. Just in a bit of a lighter note, I remember many months ago, I think on the west coast, red tide and the lobsters, and the guy said, <laughs> <laughs> okay. no, that's just on no. a lighter note. <laughs> okay. Yeah, well, no, no, no. We have the red tide and we often get it, um, mm. usually during autumn, but um, it is because of the oxygen levels in the yeah, water absolutely. is then so low. And so you know that a healthy um, rock lobster must be kept alive, you know. Mm. So um, when it walks out, it obviously escapes. Lionel, now, you know, what comes up most of the times, and these guys are very incensed when they get caught, they've bought now rock lobster. I'm, I'm focusing on rob, lo, rock lobster. It's a delicacy in Cape Town. Yeah. And then they, now they're sitting with this fine. But they then want to know, why don't you guys then concentrate who's taking it out illegally instead of catching those who bought it? Your response? You know what, um, uh, we, I have been to um, Paternoster recently, and what these guys who are selling it um, do, is they would come to your car and say, They won't walk around with a rock lobster in hand and say, You know, like ordinary people would do. And so then the person would agree, and then you would go and see the size and that. So when um, we then, um, that's the first thing that we must understand. So these guys are not doing it blatantly. Those who do it blatantly, the moment when the police come, they obviously run away. They abandon the 
um, their basket, and then they run away. So it's then very difficult to catch them. The third thing that, um, Shamil, we need to also um, highlight here is that we have instances where people who are buying the rock lobster, because they have been committed an offense or crime themselves, they then, instead of working with the police to testify or give evidence against the guy who sold it to them, they then rather lie to the police or work with the um, guy who illegally sold it to them. So when it gets to that point, they will never say, yes, I bought it from that guy, because they know that to buy it is an offense, you know. So that is why you can find the other guys who sold it, but it's very difficult to take them to court because the guys who bought it would not want to um, work with the police on that. So um, the message is very, very clear, um, as it has been in all other um, rock lobster seasons. Please do not buy um, rock lobster from anyone selling it on the street. Rather go to a restaurant or go to a shop where um, the owner is permitted to sell his rock lobster. Especially if he comes to you, he hasn't got the rock lobster, but he's got it on the drays or somewhere. Then you've got, you know, alarm bells should be going off. Lionel, yeah. I'm, going, I'm going to ask you just to hold for a sec. I need to go for a very short break. And then when I come back, uh, I want to talk about, you know, the areas, etc. cetera. Uh, we want to get it out to our community that you do need to have permits. And I think you've gone over that. It's vital. We don't want them, you know, stepping into the strap of buying something that illegal and then for ending up with a huge fine. Back with you after this. Talking point. Getting you talking. Talking point on 91.3 FM Stereo. Welcome back once more. We still have online with us Lionel Adendorf. He is the spokesperson for the Fisheries Division in the Department of Agriculture, Forestry and Fisheries. Lionel, uh, just before I go any further, you know, the dates and all the information you've mentioned to us, I'm certain there must be a website where I could download it or those at home that can download it. Yes, certainly. Um, the department's website is www.daf. F D for Department, A for Agriculture, F for Forestry, and F for Fisheries. Gov.za. The information is on there. But Shamil, I just want to stress one point, and I know you talked on it earlier, and I just want to stress it again: is when the department notices that its resources or a particular resource um, is um, is uh, might be um, going under um, going through some difficulty, mm-hmm. unlike, for instance, the rock lobster and abalone. The department has only a few options to protect and grow the resource. One of it, as I mentioned, is to um, limit the number of days. The second one that we do is we need to limit the effort or um, the number that um, a person can take out, um, or we need to then limit the number of um, permits that we issue. And the third thing is that we can do is then we reduce the TAC uh, then. And this year we know that uh, last season we had in the recreational sector we um, allocated 83.5 tons. This time around we um, have reduced it to um, 69.2 tons. And then I also need to say, um, uh, Samuel, that the Every time there's contestation between all the sectors in the rock lobster um, sector. Like, for instance, 
uh, subsistence fishers do not like, if I can use that word, mm. recreational fishers, for instance, because they think that the TAC could go to them. Um, recreational fishers do not like subsistence fishers. You know, commercial fishers do not like recreational, mm. and all of that. But the department really understands the importance of each and every sector, and we want to accommodate everyone, and we want to ensure that those who really want to have access to the resources get that access. And But um, the other part of it is also that we want to partner and engage with communities and, um, uh, and also the users to help us in our campaign to report crime, you know, to help us um, to monitor um, activities on the beaches. And this year, especially, we want to call on even your listeners to continue to work with us in our efforts to grow and protect our resources. Mm. While we're on to that, Lionel, if, if I, you know, come across something, I'm at the beach somewhere, and I think what I'm seeing happening there is illegal, especially those of yeah. us who do angling and that, um, what would be the best way? Do I, is there a, a dedicated number that we phone or, you know? You can, you can phone the police officer, okay. your local police station, or you can phone one oh triple one. They're very quick to respond, and they would refer um, some of the calls even to ours, and then we would um, act immediately. But you know, um, Shamil, I want, um, and that is why the department is looking to establish partnerships with communities to, to say that your responsibility do not only end. Um, your responsibility does not only end once you have reported the crime, you know, or the offence, but we also want you to then help us to convict that person, to make sure that he will never um, try that again. So once you have noticed it, once you have reported it, don't think that your duty ends there because that person might just um, get off because we could not find rock lobster on him because they have not seen it, but you have. So work with us on that as well. Beautiful. Lionel, just in wrapping up, I've got a minute or two left here. Uh, we haven't focused on abalone. Um, yeah. Sort of restrictions around that? Yes, um, again, even there, the department had to reduce, um, uh, had an option of reducing the, uh, the total allowable catch, but the department kept it um, at the same as it was last year. I think it's 96 tons. Um, no person without a permit can um, access um, abalone. Um, no person can buy abalone. And again, even in that case, because um, of its value, we want um, the communities to work with us because we uh, have managed to grow it in certain areas, but um, we are failing um, to protect it adequately in other areas, not because of anything else, but because communities do not take um, or walk the road with us. They leave us when they, saw, when they think that they've put it in that's their duty only. Lionel, on that note, I have got to leave it. I've run out of time. Could chat to you the whole evening. But I just want to say to you and to say to our listeners here um, that especially those of us um, who work very, very, I work very, very closely with the angling um, clubs and that and, and yeah. became aware then that these guys are, you know, when it comes to preservation of the shoreline, in fact, many of them have got a saying, leave nothing but your footprints, uh, take nothing but, <laughs> but photographs when they go there um, so yeah. I know what it is you know um, so so I want to be say to you that I think most of our listeners would certainly back you up on on trying to preserve what is very near and dear to us so to the department I say thanks very much that website I will also leave share it again with our listeners and I urge our listeners go to the website get it down there and make yourself familiar 
especially when it comes to, we've just been focusing on crayfish and, and abalone or perlamun here this evening, but particularly now at the moment, it's crayfish. Um, make sure that you don't get caught um, with anything illegal, you know, burn your fingers um, yeah. on that. So just keep it legal. Lionel, thanks very much for your time well, with thank us. Thank you very, very much for you, for your, the management of your radio station, and also to your listeners. Thank you very much for this. Only our pleasure. Thanks, my buddy. Okay, bye-bye. That's Lionel Adendorf, the Director of Communication with the, uh, for the Fisheries Division in the Department of Agriculture, Forestry and Fisheries.